Good afternoon and welcome everybody. We're back to the full three points podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Garrett. And we are coming at you from a air-conditioned living room in the suburbs of Minneapolis. Oh boy, so much better. So much better. Yeah, yeah, we were originally slated to record in the uh, the garage, however, the conditions, uh, you know, my, my, my friend over here feared that he'd pretty much be sweating the entire time. Yeah, it's, it's a balmy 93 with 75% humidity. So. so we got a packed pod today, we're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to kick it off with a, uh, actually just, just, Purely addressing it because any soccer or football podcast today who doesn't just come out to say this, we will talk about the Lionel Messi transfer request. Like, oh my gosh, I am actually so I'm really happy that that, that Messi did this. I actually think it's good. It's better for football as a whole. But we'll get to that before um, we're going to kick it off with starting eleven. So starting eleven is a segment that we'll time ourselves for eleven minutes and we'll recap um, some of the top stories coming out of uh, European football. So for today, we're going to take a cruise to the Europa League uh, and Champions League. Uh, so with that, I'm going to start the timer now. All right. Garrett, kick us off with the Europa League. Oh, boy. Manchester United and Sevilla. What a what a game in the semis. Uh, you know, really, really sad to see the team go out, but I do think, um, you know, I think we played a really good game. I, I don't know if you saw the stats kind of outside of watching the game itself, but you know, it was a really good game. I mean, we, we had 20 shots, 14 chances, three big chances. I mean, the goalkeeper, just like... Bono! It? Oh, my gosh. Just like the Copenhagen goalkeeper, man. I, I think one of the announcers had said, like, every single time a team plays Manchester United, the goalkeeper has the best day of their career, and it's so true. Had six saves. Um, they also had six blocks by their defenders. Uh, I mean, to be fair, you know, we had missed chances kind of by the whole team. Um, but I, the real story is two terrible defensive error uh, goals. I mean, just unexplainable. I don't know how we do that. It's but. really unfortunate because yeah. we basically made two. We had two defensive lapses. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it, it involved everyone in our back line: Juan Basaka, Lindelhoff, yeah. Brandon Williams. They were all caught watching, and we paid for it. Yeah. That on that. And all those chances in the first fifteen yeah. minutes of the second half, like Martial, just we just we just didn't have the quality in the final touch combined with Bono just you know standing on his head. It yeah. was uh, it was a combination of bad luck, um, and and just we weren't clinical enough. Yeah, and, and as much as I'd love to say from a pure chances perspective, I do feel like we dominated the game a little, dominated the game a little bit. I would say like just the missed chances were were horrifying. I mean, Bruno scores a PK, but what a lot of people missed on that was that. Rashford missed basically a sitter leading up to that, right? Leading to the foul. And then the ball bounces off the post to Bruno, and then he also screws it up and, and you know, hits it off his knee, I think, out of bounds, right? So a ton of missed chances. Uh, you know, we're going back to that conversation about Rashford, right? Like, you got to finish. You got to start putting chances on goal. Um, I think, you know, another call out on that one was, like, the Martial pass was sick. I mean, just a little inside of the foot scoop around the defender was dirty. It was It was world class. It was yeah, world class. It, it would have been a sweet goal. Um, but, I mean, I, I got some notes. Like, like Fred missed an easy opportunity where he took the guy on one-on-one, got around him, and then blows a right-footed shot. We know Fred does Ugh. that every single time. Oh, he just gosh. blasts a shot to Rosette. Yeah. 
I, oh, real sad. <laughs> Martial had at least, I don't know, what, three breakaways that the keeper was making kick saves out there, like old school David DeHaan. Martial had one where he had uh, he, he, he had a bad touch and he yeah. kicked it a little bit too close to the goalie. But yes, you, Mar- Martial finishes those, yeah. like, at least one. You gotta. You got to. And then I think we I think we really missed Luke Shaw. I mean, I know you know he gets some flack about being part part of the Glass Man crew, but I mean Williams is good. I think he's a good player. He gives us some some uh, depth, you know. But he, he needs some time, man. I thought I thought he played average. The yellow card he took was really was really poor. Uh, I think he kind of played like he had a yellow card the rest of the game. It was very timid. He didn't go forward as hard as I feel like he normally does. Um, I don't know. It's just a bummer, man. I felt like we were all over him. That goalkeeper will be using that highlight reel, you know, for the rest of his career. The so. thing that stands out to me, and I think that we'll we'll go on to the next game after this. Yeah, we went down two one in the seventy eighth minute. Ole didn't make his first sub until the eighty seventh minute. Yeah. That shows you the faith that he has past the first eleven. Yeah, like he put, and, and it was Fosu Mensa, Danny James, and Odai comes on in like the ninety third yeah. minute or something. It's, so that that is going. We will talk about that later this episode as we yeah. get to some of the transfer news. It's it's bad, man. When you when you go down two one in the seventy eighth minute, you don't have anybody you think you could put on. Uh, not it's not good. Anyways, we lost to the champions, so Sevilla yeah. takes down Inter. We'll take uh, it. You know, yeah. Lukaku on two sides of it here yeah. converts a penalty early. You know, it's it's crazy. Because... <laughs> Basically, kicks the ball, kicks the end of a bicycle of yeah. a bicycle kick into his own net. It's 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 funny because you know Inter dominates Shakhtar in the semi, right, five to nothing. Um, you know, they they only had like thirty seven percent possession in that game, which I thought was crazy. But they just absolutely dominated everything else. I mean, they they were fouled like 21 times. Lukaku and uh, Lotaro both have a, a brace that game. Like, they play unbelievable. And then you go into the final, and Lukaku's donkey touch comes back out and just totally screws Inter. I mean... the one. Are you talking about the 1v1 with the keeper? No, no, no. Just, just on the on the own goal. I mean, oh just a God. true donkey touch. Yeah, I mean, he had more than enough, right? But... <laughs> Oh boy, I just it, that guy uh, talk about a streaky man. But he's had quite the year. I think I think you know Inter have to give him a little bit of credit here that he he really saved their season. I thought Latoro Martinez was good this year, obviously, but I mean Lukaku was I think the first player for Inter to score thirty goals in like ten years or something like that. He had a really brilliant season. You got to give yeah. it up, man. And news today is that. Inter and Conte have the mutual commitment, so there were rumors yeah, that Conte that. was going to be out. But you know, so so in, the, pro, the the project or the process is still mm-hmm. ongoing. Sevilla win it. Um, you know, good yeah. on them. They are just have proven time and time again they are Europa League killers. Yeah, I mean, it's their what their sixth Europa League trophy. I'm sure they're absolutely licking their chops to be booted from the Champions League early next year and go on and win the Europa League again. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Moving exactly. on, Champions League, gosh, a lot to talk about here, a lot to unpack. Yep. Bayern, Champions, uh, yep. you know, but before we, you know, break down that game, you know, yeah. we, we, we obviously had the Barcelona demolition at the hands Ugh. of Bayern. That was, I actually watched uh, most of that game and it was, it was difficult. Yeah, it, you know, I, I will say I did go 0 for 4 in my picks. I think, you know, I'll admit to that. But I will say that I did call out that I didn't think these two teams could defend each other. And I think they opened up with how many of those were in the first half? Like six of the 10 goals? Alaba had an own goal. And I mean, there was a chance that Suarez had to mm-hmm. actually put them up uh, in the first yeah. half, but then it just went downhill from there. And they just could yeah. not stop the buying machine. Defend. They can't defend. We yeah. also have to, you know, we'll. 
we'll call out Man City for just blowing. Oh it. my gosh, blowing a bottle it. job, dude. Oh, it, it's you know their last chance for silverware this year, and they go out. They probably have the easiest road into the final, uh, and you just you come out to lose to Lyon. They're they came in like ninth place, you know, in in the, in the league, huh? So I just I don't get that. Um, you know I don't know. Again, going back to the stats of that game, they had seventy two percent possession in that game, right? They had eighteen shots, ten chances. Uh, they completed three times more passes than Lyon uh, completed. They had over five hundred and fifty passes. I mean, more than half of those were in Lyon's half of the pitch. Like, how do you have eleven corners, all this possession, all these shots, and you lose three to one to a team that? has one or two good players. They had lapses, man. So, I mean, oh. the, the the first finish by Cornet was kind of clinical on the break. I uh, got to give yep. it to him. Then, you know, you had ja- uh, Cancelo slips on the break for the breakaway for Dembele. Mm-hmm. And then just uh, Ederson inexplicably spills one, and yep. Dembele gets the brace on the rebound. So Pep yeah. is out. He tinkered a little bit too much. He yeah. paid for it. Yeah, just a just an unbelievable end to a what I'd call a rather tepid season. Uh, with their biggest win really coming in the courtroom, uh, ensuring the Champions League <laughs> status for the next two years. Yeah, exactly. So that's Basically the true silverware they need. Proving that yeah. FFP is a sham. Oh, yeah. So PSG handled business against Lyon. Uh, yep. Bayern won PSG 0 in the final. Quite you know, a, 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 a surprising result for those uh, those like me who believed that it was going to be a, a goal fest. However, like yeah. it was not short of chances, yep. uh, but 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 Byron comes out on top. I, you the know, battle I, of the farmers. Ba- the, the battle of the farmers. I you know for, I call this final, and that's the last thing I'll say about it. And I called the winner, uh, but at the end of the day, you know Hansi Flick putting in Kingsley Coman. Kingsley mm-hmm. Coman was just torching care down yep. uh, the left hand side for Byron, and Byron just you know. Bayern, Bayern got lucky. PSG wasn't clinical with their chances. You had like yeah. so many chances in the first half, man. I mean, the one at the end with Mbappe getting the ball back from our boy Ander Herrera on the, <laughs> who played great, by the who way. played fantastic, played fantastic. Um, yeah. You know why did we let him go? Anyways, um, yeah. what do you think? What do you, what are your main takeaways here? Yeah, that's that's what I had wrote down. I mean, the Mbappe sitter. I mean, you, you got to finish that. I, I saw a lot of people. Uh, uh, in the Manchester United forums, right, saying, you know, why do we need an Mbappe? We've got Greenwood. At least he can, you know, score goals. And, and you know, you, you think about that and you're like, well, Mbappe scored in a World Cup final and Greenwood hasn't scored against anyone in the top eight of the Premier League. So I think we'll give Mbappe the pass on this one, but it's, it's a true bummer. I think if anything is really going to take a hard hit, it's going to be the relationship between Neymar and Mbappe. Because I got to think at this point, you know, Neymar really only was – purchase for the amount that he was purchased for to go out and win PSG this uh he, he was kind of like Cristiano Ronaldo right they both got purchased for huge sums of money only to win the Champions League and they haven't performed right so I, I think you know a, a big takeaway for me was like I thought Neymar way like like took on all the burden himself I thought he lost the ball a ton he refused to pass to his teammates once he uh you know once he started to get frustrated at the yeah. beginning part of the second half you know, you basically saw the life get sucked out of him. Yep. He stopped running. He kept on trying to do too much. You know, he yep. was missing the channels when they were open. Uh, you know, and it's just, it, it, it's actually, Neymar actually in the Copa Libertadores in the past, he stepped up in finals. So, I mean, it's yeah. a little bit surprising. Um, you know, I will definitely be mentioning a little bit more about PSG in the re- yep. next rest of this episode. But, I mean, I also think that we can't shortchange Bayern as, you know, being, I think, 
for this season, yeah. I'm comfortable saying that the best team won the Champions League. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, and I'd say, you know, a good takeaway for PSG is defensively, although they're going to lose, it looks Thiago like, Silva. Thiago Silva. On a but, free. Um, I think, you know, they kept Lua at bay. So, you know, no real big chances in the final for him. Which is, I think, which I think is pretty big, right? It's arguably the best player in the world. He hit the post once on like a kind of half chance, a half, but chance, a half yeah. chance. Yep. So I think that's a big one. And and you know what's really ironic about this as we kind of close this segment is uh, Kingsley Coman scoring against his old team. Against yeah, he wasn't he yeah he was like an academy product I think. Yeah, he's he's PSG. played plenty of games for them, and I think I think he went to Juve next, and then then Barca. So he's had quite the quite the illustrious career. But it's just funny to see. Uh, Oh, there's the end of our segment. I guess I will just want to throw out there. I thought Joshua Kimmich was also one of the best players on the pitch, and I think it's un- he's vastly underrated. Unsung, played down the side that Mbappe mm-hmm. was on, and really held Mbappe. Yep. Uh, you know, got caught up a couple of times, but overall, yep. agree. Got the All assist. Right. Got the assist. Got the assist yep. on the actually uh, quite 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 the beautiful yep. pass that caught Carer yep. looking between caught between and, two minds and almost did it twice, right? Uh, Three minutes later, he did the same thing, and Coman missed it. And Coman so. missed it, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, all right. All right, knock-knock, who's there? You good with that? Knock-knock, who's there? Let's do that. Top right. transfer news coming out of the Europe's, Europeans' top leagues, and I don't think – I don't. how can you not lead with what Chelsea is doing? Uh, that's a that's a project, if I've ever seen one. It is – it's Abramovich and the board putting yep. a tremendous amount of faith in yep. Frank – Frank Lampard, man. I, oh, I, boy. I, so it sounds like it's Kai, tough Her- tough Kai Herbert's 90 million pounds. Sounds like that one's being pushed through. Yeah. They're at the ends of the negotiations and the Chilwell deal looking like it's going to be about 50 million. Yeah. Uh, Tiago Silva, as we just mentioned, on a free from PSG. Um, they've already spent 83 million on Zayic and, and Timo Werner already. Like That's a, that's a scary team right there. It's it, scary. They team. went from. Uh, I'd say, like, you know, just scraping into the Champions League in fourth place to, yep. you know, today, by the way, is also the EPL preview for those who yep. uh, weren't familiar. We also failed to announce, but now we will. I really think that Chelsea's going to be a realistic contender. Don't give it away. We'll get there. But gosh, that's yeah. a. That, that, I don't know how you can not talk about the complete, like, basically five new starters on that team yep. next season. Joining an already, you know, quality side that just happened to be a little bit younger right so you add you add in a christian pulisic and you add in a tammy abraham and a Giroud, you know coming off the bench i mean you're you've got a team there that has not only a really strong starting 11 but probably a, a bench that starts for most teams in the prem as well so that'll be interesting to see the other the other project that i think we need to talk about as well is arsenal uh mikhail arteta's uh, project he's got going on it looks like they're about set to sign gabrielle i think it's a smart move yeah i i mean defensively that's probably where they need to add the most depth i think they have no center back so they're they really need to start adding at center back so uh interesting to see that move actually uh you know he'll be joining uh with william who just joined the team as well and you know they chose arsenal over manchester united which i thought was an interesting pick especially with kind of our shaky left back situation would have loved to seen him kind of jump in there but missed out missed out probably something with the wages i think that there's also uh Far more of a guarantee that Gabrielle is going to get first team yeah. minutes with Arsenal. Absolutely. Uh, going down to the list here, you know, Nathan Ake to Man City for $41 million. Uh, Man City strengthens the ranks there. Leicester locks down James Madison on another deal to 2025. Actually, a blow for United right now. Um, yeah. That's so, yeah. so clearly not someone who's going to be moving. Um, 
you know, I got, I got the, there's some whispers right now of James to Everton. I saw that. To and, play for and, Carlo Ancelotti. And Alan, Alan from, from uh, Napoli. Napoli. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I mean, those two moves would ter- certainly turn Everton instantly into like one of those Wolves type teams yeah, who would so. probably be contending a little bit closer to the top five. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, should we talk about the probably the most important one of the day? Of course. All right, Messi says he's going to leave Barcelona has asked the board to let him go. Interestingly enough, so he's got, I think, a 700 million pound uh, release clause, but I think it, it was up in June. He could, I guess, terms of his contract basically let him say he wants to leave, but it ended in June because of the coronavirus delay. It got pushed out, and now he's asking for them to push it out even more so that he can leave for free. The attorneys are involved now claiming that yeah. the uh, the circumstances of the coronavirus and the pandemic yeah. uh, affected set terms yeah so it is getting really legalese aside yeah wow Mm -hmm. um i i thought that we'd see more of uh uh, an outcry for botameu the president of barcelona to step down early uh you know he's his his uh, his term is over in march regardless and he'll likely be 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 succeeded but i mean like you know despite the president you take a look around and yep. it's a to- it's a total rebuild so you yep. know regardless of you know Ronald Koeman as a manager like you're talking about Suarez out Busquets being at the you know the the yep. end of his line uh Griezmann like yeah. up to this point has not really shown his, you know his worth for the 100 million that they spent on him and then you have some youth players and guys like Ansu Fati who are probably a couple of ways uh, years away from contributing so Messi at 33 yep. I mean you you sort of take a step back and look at the 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 environment around him I think it makes a lot of sense yeah I I think it'll be better for both sides you know my, my opinion on this is it's just like any team with a Cristiano Ronaldo right they're instantly gonna get better Barcelona is always going to be better with a Messi in the team, I think what you do is you make your team holistically stronger by really by letting him go. It's the same as you know when CR7 leaves, you know you take that dip for a while with Real Madrid, but she'll get back, right? The the problem that I see with Messi is that team is so dependent on him, and I I, I think he's not happy. He sees the writing on the wall. They're not really spending wise money. I mean they bought they brought in Griezmann, and a lot of reports said that he didn't want Griezmann, right? So hey, we spent a hundred million dollars, but well, we, we bought a guy who you don't even want to play with, right? And so I, I think, you know, if you're messy, you're looking at the writing on the wall and you're saying, you know, we're not getting the finance, we're not being financially backed like I want, right? I'm playing again, I'm playing with a 17 year old who, don't get me wrong, Ansu Fadi has played really well and, and he stepped into a role that he that they needed to fill. But Leo Messi shouldn't be playing with a 17 year old starting in his squad. If you were going to contend for the Champions League in in real, like really contend, right? He's Leo, Leo Messi and, and these CR7s, they're kind of like LeBron, right? They're always going to be in the in the in the talk, right? They're always going to be in the playoffs. They're always going to be kind of towards the top. But you're not going to win with just one player generally, and I think he sees the writing on the wall. So I think it's better for both teams. You know, he's, he's been with them since he was 12 years old. They, they freaking shipped him over from Argentina and gave him HGH so that he wasn't a hobbit. <laughs> I mean, you know, he owes them everything just like they owe him everything. So it'll be yep. good for both sides. So he's 33. So you figure that he's probably got three barring injuries, maybe four, yep. four years left. And, you know, I, I also think that as a factor, we shouldn't overlook that the Barcelona style of play with that tiki-taka, it's, it's, it's sort of being... Uh, 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 you know, I'd say the game has progressed a little bit. The teams who are 
more dynamic, more cutting edge, your Liverpools, your Bayerns, like attacking, pressing football. Um, even Man City, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Man City still you know, has the pep hold on to the ball. They still have 70% possession, but they're also coming at you quick, um, systematically. So I even think yeah. that the style of football has been, uh, you know, it's a little bit outdated and Barcelona needed a bit of a revamp. So completely understandable. Now, you know, the, on the flip side of the coin, by my count, there's maybe four, five teams who should even realistically yeah. be in the discussion. Where does he go? Where does he go? I, you've seen uh, plenty of memes with him in, in uh, a Juventus jersey playing alongside Cristiano Ronaldo. Don't think that's possible. I don't Just think don't think they happen. don't have the funds. They yeah. don't have the funds, and I, I actually think that. Purely based on egos, I just cannot yeah. see them coexisting. And it's not to say that they're yeah. either like, you know, like complete ego egomaniacs. I don't mm-hmm. think that they are, but I just don't think. I think that you have to build the team around one of them, not both yeah. of them. They need the ball. They both need the ball. They need right. the ball, and, and, and they're also at a so, stage in their career where they're not running. Yeah. Let's, let's face it. So the other option is there's a lot of talk about City. So City going in and basically doing a full financial review to see how they could pass financial fair play and yep. still buy yep. Lionel yep. Messi. Chairman Khaldun right now is like, you know, basically crunching the yep. numbers and just, uh, that that's what they said. I think that they said that they're crunching the numbers and seeing what's possible. I, I yeah. put, I'm, there's air quotes here right now. In essence, they're on the phone with like, you know, yeah. probably Gianni Infantino and FIFA calling some favors. Yeah. I, I, you know, as a, as a stern United supporter, I think you know, I don't want to see him go there because I think it puts an end to the to the title bid for a few years for most teams in the Prem. But man, having KDB just dishing dimes to him would be fun to watch week in and week out. Not on being sports. Right? I would love for him to play in the so, English Premier League. So yeah. in my in my book, they're really the only. So so Manchester United is a realistic option. I think what's probably more realistic. So I, I think that the, the list is. City probably as the leaders makes the most mm-hmm. sense. You cannot uh, overlook Paris Saint Germain as well. PSG yeah. they have the funds. They've proven that they've had the funds. A bar a messy, a messy uh, Neymar reunion mm-hmm. uh, under Tuchel with Mbappe as well. I think they'd have to probably make some sacrifices elsewhere, but you could see that happening. Yeah. I think that Bayern is also possible, but I think Bayern and the project and the movement, the direction that they're going, I just don't see. I just don't see them investing yeah. that heavily in a player that's 33 years old. So, and, and I don't think he'll want to go to that league anyways. I think he's going to want to go to a, a, a little bit more established, kind of like a, a EPL or a Serie A. Because I, I, you know, I, I, not that, not to rule out PSG, but I just I can't see him going to a to a PSG only from the standpoint of I think he's going to want to play in a league where he has to you know year after year uh, contend. That's what I think. We know that he's going to win the Golden Boot as soon as he goes to... to, And they they are. They won the treble this season and finished second in Champions League. The the interesting thing is, you know, you brought up Manchester United. Um, Honestly, I'd love to see him there, but I think, you know, Manchester United, we've been pretty much dead in the transfer window. Uh, We're we're looking more likely to probably uh, be a club that folds due to financial struggles and actually sign a player that we're linked with these days. It is extremely frustrating to see Ed Woodward's, in essence, like lack of action on while I look around and there there is activity and there are good deals out there. So it's it's unlikely. I also think that it would be an OGS death sentence. The, yeah. the 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 guy I think has has proven that he can manage a group, he can manage the youth, he can get them to 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 rally behind a cause and a common belief and a sense of uh, of tactics that he's pushing. As soon as Messi comes in, Messi is the focal point um, of the attack, the defense, yeah. and how you move the ball around. So as much as a, now I say it on the other side of it, I would love to see it. 
I mean, I'd be the first one getting. My, oh, yeah. I, I think oh, that yeah. uh, you know, Rashford's given up number ten. Like the, absolutely, <laughs> immediately. Is, He'll immediate, take number seven. He'll take immediately, number seven. immediately. Yeah. So that's happening out of the gate. Yeah. Um. So would I? Would I be supportive of the move? I would. I absolutely be. But I, when I look at the squad and I look, I still think that we're like actually five players away. Yeah. Realistically, and getting Messi, who's right now on a million a week wages. Yeah. Does not move you in the right direction yeah, there. Not looking, not looking like. I think Man City are the most likely right now. There's also talk of like you know is 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 it a threat? Like is yeah. is, is Messi trying to force some action on the Barca side? But then again, I just I just don't see them being a realistic contender for the next two years. So at 33, like yeah. I think that he's got to go. Got to move on. Got to move on. Uh, EPL preview. Uh, preview. What uh, what did you have in mind there? All right. All right. All right. So I'll give you guys the rundown first. This is a. Uh, you know, this is a the, the football never ends, as my uh, friends in the cutoff side podcast say. It Love is that. year around. So we are uh, a short week and a half away from the kickoff of the 2020-2021 EPL season. We'll have a couple of teams who are still on holiday to start, um, given their uh, Europa and Champions League commitments, United being one of them. However, uh, you know, Liverpool's title defense starts. So 99 points last season. It was a relatively weak season across many of the bigger clubs in the Premier League. So um, 99 points is quite an achievement, but there's been strengthening across every single other contender out there, and I'd be hard-pressed to think that Liverpool reached that again. Um, Man City, they lost nine games last season. Uh, That's a lot. Um, you know, let's see what happens. David Silva, first year that the Premier League is not going to be with, is going to be without David Silva for some time. Yep. United and Chelsea surprised many with their performances last season with inexperienced managers. Um, there's there's certainly going to be higher expectations from both boards this season, particularly Chelsea's with the transfers and the budget that they've spent. Arsenal reload, Spurs, Mourinho year two. Everyone knows Mourinho year two. Uh, Wolves continue to contend. So, I mean, like, those are some of the... And then, obviously, we have uh, Leeds, West Brom, and Fulham doing the the bounce back. Fulham take doing the bounce back, you know, getting relegated last season, then, you know, qualifying through the uh, championship playoffs this season. So, got to give credit where credit's due here. Uh, Welcome back, Leeds, after 16 seasons outside of the Prem. So, 2003, 2004. So, yeah. So, EPL season preview. I'm going to let you... Do you have any high-level points that you want to hit? No, uh, I think the call-out for me is, um, you know, that Nathan Ake pickup. I know we want to get into the who we think is going to win and, and who we think is going to get relegated, but um, I'm, I think Nathan Ake pickup for Man City is going to be a shock for people, and that'll be a little bit of foreshadowing for my top four. So that's what I'll say. All right, so this is a, this is how it's going to work, party people. Today, uh, you know, on August twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Uh, we're going to provide some perspective on the bottom three, so our, uh, our who we believe will be relegated, our top four, and then we're going to pick a champion. The transfer window, as we know, goes through the first part of October. So uh, on an upcoming podcast, likely at the end of September, we're going to give ourselves an opportunity uh, to revisit our picks such that we know how the teams have finalized their rosters coming out of the transfer window. However... Uh, you know, we'll uh, let's see, let's see how much that actually changes or influences uh, where we pick today. So with that, uh, we're going to jump right in. Bottom three. Uh, yeah. So I think that the way that we should do this is that uh, 
you provide your first team, and I'll tell you whether or not it's one of my teams. Okay. And then I'll tell you one of my teams, and you can tell me whether or not okay. uh, it's also on your list. Do you so want you, to know the place that they come in? Honestly, I can't even tell you what place these guys are going to come in, right. so let's okay. just go. Okay. You, I'll let you kick it off. My first one uh, kills me to say it because I'd love to see him back up, but it's going to be Fulham. They're on my list, too. Take it away. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go number uh, number two is going to be, I think Crystal Palace loses Wilfried Zaha, and I think that they go down. Palace is not on my list. Mm, uh, another team on my list is one of the other teams who is getting promoted, but it's West Brom. West Brom. You know, they're, they're probably sitting in my like 17th, 16th spot. Relegation battle. Yeah, you know what? They're a team that I see, they might pick up a couple guys. Um, kind of those like unsung heroes, like the Southampton type way of doing business. Um, and I think they'll I think they'll just squeak by. West Brom, they just have limited resources. Slavon Bilic is a manager who's been bounced around a ton and is still this managing is time, the team. Man. This is his year. Okay, so the <laughs> strikers are Charlie Austin, yeah, Hal Robson, Kanu, and they have a Brazilian newcomer, Matias Pereira. But yeah. uh, unless they make a move to score more goals, this is a, this is a goal scoring league. Hot front, hot front three. We're linked with all those guys. So, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe like about eight years ago. Yeah. So uh, West Brom. So I I have I also have Fulham. I have uh, West Brom, okay. and then uh, my third team's Brighton. Brighton. Okay. Yes. So I went with Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Wow, yeah. they were. I mean, they, they they did. They took it down yeah. to the wire this season. I have them coming in last. I think. I think Grealish leaves. I don't know where he goes, but I think he leaves. Um, I'll also say I don't think he goes to Manchester United, but I do think he leaves. So I'll just provide. A, so we talked about West Brom. So Brighton. They only won nine games last season. The only reason yep. that they uh, stayed up was because they they drew fourteen, so that kept them up. Nine games was the same amount of games that Bournemouth won, and they got relegated. Yeah, you, you know, you know what strikes me with Brighton though is they always seem to beat the top six teams. They always have a win or a tie. They nick some, they, they they do they do seem to nick some yep. points against the top six. I just think that the top six have strengthened, and Brighton, are just, I just think that they're limited. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they're going to do that again this year. I would just more so say that they always figure out a way. So I think they're going to stay up. I think they'll be up for a little while. I see Aston Villa going down. I think it was a, it was a hand, what was that, a, a goal line non-given goal that kept them up in against the first Sheffield, place against, against Sheffield. Sheffield. Yep. So yep. I, the I, only I time goal line technology has ever failed yes. us. So I, I, I think they go down. I think they come in last. All right, all right. So we talked about West Brom. I talked about yep. Brighton. Uh, you talked about Aston Villa. Let me both talk about Fulham. Fulham's obviously in both of our lists. The yo-yo continues. I mean, yep. right now their number one offensive option is Alexander Mitrovic. I love it. Love <laughs> they it. leaked and shipped goals last time they yeah. were in the Prem. They finished last. And on top of that, they have a rookie EPL manager in Scott Parker, yeah. um, who you know had had some had some great years in the Prem, West Ham, mm-hmm. uh, West Ham center midfield star. But I uh, I just I, I, unfortunately I, I don't see uh, them scoring enough. I see them shipping more goals. I don't see you know even last last time they were in the Prem, significant investment failed. Yeah. I think that the chairman's already said he's not going to invest all that much within the team this season, which yeah. in turn like almost immediately spells out their death sentence. Yeah, yeah, they're for sure. There for sure. Um, so do you want to do top six and we'll go one by one? I think we should start top six. We'll do we'll do top six because those are kind of the Europa and Champions League spots. Yep. And then I'll say who I think comes in six. You say who you think, and then we'll say why. How's All that? Right. All right. Okay. So who do you have in six? Uh, I will take in six Wolves. Wolves. Interesting. Yes. So I have Everton. 
ever and, and it's for the reason that you said earlier i think that they will be the wolves of this year and i think that wolves will also lose one or two people i mean they're they're really like a they're like a jimenez injury away from they're a, 15th they're so. they're a transfer away from losing yeah. a cog as you think just through like you know the 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 midfield with John Moutinho, yeah. uh, Raul Jimenez up at the top. Like they have Matt Doherty and and uh, and obviously Adama Traore, who's on a lot mm-hmm. of teams' radars right now. And and you know no European football for them this year, which means you know you get you know that the the transfer window runs till October, right? Correct. And so you get kind of a month in, and you're sitting around that tenth place, and. I think you're going to look at those guys who you just named are going to start looking at other teams. Let's That's see. Let's happen. see if they can stay competitive. I think that the players believe in in, in yeah. Nuno, the manager. But I'm taking Wolves in six. All right, and I have Everton for the reasons we said earlier as well. I think they're making some moves. I think for the last couple of years they've made some good moves. I just think it hasn't really panned out. I think they'll figure it out this year. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so I will go with my my fifth place team, and my fifth place team is going to be Spurs. Spurs. Okay. I have Arsenal. Okay, yeah, I don't have Arsenal competing yet this yep. season. I have them outside the top six. Okay. I have I have Arsenal at fifth. I think they are under a little bit of a project. I do think that Arteta will kind of find his own this year. Uh, he won't get him to the promised land in that top four, uh, but I do see him getting into, into the top five, getting into that Europa League spot. I think, you know... Mesut Ozil leading the line. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> he's, know, he's riding out his contract. Look at, look and, That's still going to be an issue this season because yeah. he said he's riding out his contract. And I yeah. also want... He's pulling like, the bail. Uh, he is. He's definitely yep. pulling the bail, except with less yep. golf. Shame on him. Shame on him. So Shame my question him. for you is, like, how do you get uh, Alexander Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang on the field at the same time? Like, can those yeah. guys coexist? Yeah, I think so. I, I think you put uh, Lacazette on the left. I think you put... Uh, what was, what's that guy's name there that they all Nicholas Pepe? Pepe. Nicholas right. Pepe. He's he's quick. He's He'll still got it promise. Yeah. It was you know it was his first season last year. Correct. So I you know I think he does well on down the right, and I think you put uh, Aubameyang in the in down the center. I think they're going to be fine. I I think that's an exciting when they mesh right. I I think that they are one of the more exciting teams to watch in terms of their attacking football. I think they're still lacking in the center of the park. So the center of the park and then defense, right? And I think the Gabriel pickup will be big. I think they'll pick up another center back. I, I, I think they're going to make some moves. I don't Karen think, Tierney, who yeah. was injured a lot, he was a transfer yep. from Celtic last season, ended up coming on pretty strong at the end. Yep. Uh, Burnt Leno, I think, will come back from injury as well. Yep. So I, I do believe that they have like a formidable starting 11. But if you look past that starting 11, and don't yep. forget, we have Willian as well, who's going to provide a lot of that much-needed uh, probably spark in specific yep. games. He probably won't be an every-game player at this point in his career. But I, I, I just don't think past like yep. 11 or 12 players that they have it. As I look at Spurs, as I said, Mourinho like getting into his second full mm-hmm. year with the team tends to be where you know, you know he's going to fortify the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you... You know, like that Harry Kane is going to continue goal, uh, like score goals. I think that that I think that Steven Bergwijn has also shown a lot of promise on that squad. Youngmin Son coming back, Lamella coming back, yeah. um, uh, Harry Winks, the youngster, I think is going to be a lot more focal point within the center of the midfield of that team this season. Yeah, um, I think they got to sort it out a little bit on the defense uh, yeah. in the center of the park. Devinson Sanchez probably coming back. Um, but you know, I think for Tongan and Alderweireld, they're more than likely on their way out. So that 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 will be a problem. But if anyone you know can get the best out of a defense, look at what your Mourinho did yeah. with United the year that we finished in second. Like it's more Mourinho. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to uh, foreshadow 
our oh, full God. three points at the end. Oh, God. But, I already, uh, gosh, gosh, you already you played yeah. your cards. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, fourth place, uh, I have Manchester United. Uh, hurts me to say it, but I think I think we make a move for a center back. I think we get, like, a Koulibaly or Opamecano, and that's kind of the end of it for us. I don't think we buy anybody else of, of real value. I think that Manchester United is the best of the rest because yeah. what you'll see and what we'll share as our collective shared top three, we'll, which we'll see what the, our order is, I think that yeah. there's going to be a gap between third and yeah. fourth this season, and I think yeah. that Man United are poised to be the best of the rest. I also think that that should come with some impending squad improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, that's as we get to one of our full three points at the end. The Sancho deal is DOA. It sounds like yeah. we're going to make another perhaps uh, pass at it next summer, so that's done. Which means that I think that the board should focus on getting. Uh, some some more volumes so like you know maybe three players here within the window as yeah. we could probably use a bit as we're going to you know start the season in Champions League this yeah. year as well and and you know I, I think you you called it out right it's it's that uh, it's that same kind of uh, gap between the top two and three that we had this year that will happen now between three and four I think that'll exist again I think you're right um, and and so for third. I have Liverpool. I think they make that move down to third. I, I don't see them really making any big splashes in the transfer window. I think they like their front three. I think Sadio Mane is unhappy. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think Liverpool and United are kind of in a similar scenario where I can see United and Liverpool maybe starting a little slower than they would like. Not, you know, 15th, 16th, but maybe in that 6th, 7th realm. And I could see both of them making a big splash, you know, by that October window. Because I, what I do think is, I think the board, especially for Manchester United, doesn't want to spend a bunch of money, but they're not going to settle for like an eighth place, right? Correct. And I think they'll back Ole. I think they will. I don't think they're going to sack him before they give him a chance to buy a few guys. So it, it's a, it's going to be the same with Liverpool. I think what's going to happen is they're both going to start a little bit slower, and they're going to splash some cash, and that's where we're going to see that come. So I, I, I have Liverpool in the third spot. I have Chelsea at third. I think okay. that Chelsea is going to compete with my top two till the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, with with Chelsea, right? Like it's it's crazy, man. They still have to sort out their keeper situation. So let's just forget about that <laughs> they, for a they second. They got a seventy million pound keeper back there. Chilwell, <laughs> Thiago Silva, yep. Anthony Rudiger, Aspelaqueta, Kanté, and Jorginho in front of the line. Zayech, Havertz, and Pulisic playing in that three behind Timo Werner. Yep. That's with Mason Mount, Giroud, Tammy Abraham, Marcus Alonso, Kurt Zuma. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Ross Barkley, Mateo Kovacic, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Reese James, and Emerson on the bench. This is a team that's going for trophies this season. And if they're not going for trophies with the investments that they've made in the squad. Now, I do think that I got some doubts on Frank Lampard's ability to get this team to gel early. Um, Mm -hmm. If you remember last season, um, they were pretty decrepit coming out of the start. I mean, we we, we put the the beating on them 4-0 in the first, first game last season. Um, once Frank got the boys rolling though and playing, uh, he's tended he, he got the best out of his squad. Yep. Five or perhaps six new starters um, will potentially be uh, will potentially cause some of the same uh, growing pains here in the early part of the season. So yep. it's because I think that uh, you know, respectively, I won't tell you the order yet, but my top two teams will probably come out of the come out and hit the hit the gates running because it, they're basically returning the same yep. squads. I think that Chelsea finishes third, but I do think that they challenge right yep. till the death. So I have them as second, as I'm sure you can imagine, yep. for that same reason. I think everything you just said, so I don't need to beat it to death. And I have and I have City in first. So I have Liverpool at second, and okay. I also have City yeah. at first. Liverpool, I am 
I feel strongly that Liverpool and you know their links to Thiago Alcantara from uh, yep. from Bayern Munich. I think that that will put them over the top. They've only just uh, signed Tzikas, the, the 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 youngster, the, the young Greek defender who will provide a little bit of coverage uh, for Robertson and mm-hmm. and uh, and, and TAA. Um, but if they get Thiago Alcantara. Uh, you know, one of the reasons last season that they hit a little bit of a rough patch was when Fabinho went down with that groin injury, yep. and it really stretched Jordan Henderson and, and Jorginho well down, uh, Wijnaldum uh, thin. With the addition of, uh, like, you know, what arguably, in my opinion, I think that Thiago is still one of the top five center midfielders all around in yep. the world right now. I think that it puts him over the line, and I think that Klopp is poised now that he's got one league, one Champions League. He's got the prem. I think that the now like the board's probably saying trophy time, like go for multiple this season. That leads us yeah. to Man City as both of our picks for the EPL champion, which pains me to say. Yeah, it I, pains me to say. But it's better than better than Liverpool, I guess. Better than uh, Liverpool. It, uh, it comes down to three names: Kevin De Bruyne. I, yeah. I think he's going to go off again. I think he's going to be amazing. I, I think that the chances of them getting Messi are actually very likely. I think that if if okay if Messi leaves, then I think he's going to Man City. I, he's, I think he's so, got to. I, I think, think it's an if then. Yep. I'm still not convinced yep. that he's leaving, but if he does, they, they I think they win it with or without him. I I would just say I think he's going to. So I'm going to kind of factor that into my dis, my decision. I also I know I mentioned it earlier that Nathan Ake pickup is big. I think we forget that the center backs that Man City have are, are all amazing center backs and would start for any team in the whole Prem. They're all just made of glass. So, you know, you get a healthy year and you get enough of them built up, you're going to be fine, right? And so that, that's kind of my take with City. I think their only, their only real Achilles heel here is, is their back line. And I think the rest of their team is pretty shored up. Um, I, I think they're going to be fine. I think now with Ake, they're going to have plenty of depth at that, at that spot. I yeah, I remember that. it was it was the Laporte injury last season yeah. that really caught the Laporte derailed injury them. derailed them because I mean John Stones isn't what yep. he was cracked up to be. Nicolas Otamendi is on yep. the wrong side of his career. So I yeah. I do I, I as I've watched like over the past years Ake play for Bournemouth. I mean, he was one of the Bournemouth ship goals, but Ake was yeah. on the ball and competing. He's physical. He's left-footed, fast. He's left-footed. Yeah. He, and, he, and, and obviously, he's coming from the Prem. So he's played in yeah. the Prem, and he's proven himself in the Prem. So he, He's been one of the standout guys on that team. So. I, they also, we, we shouldn't overlook the signing of Far- Farron Torres as well from Valencia. But, I yeah. mean, like, remember, they also didn't have uh, Sergio Aguero during, like, the most critical portion of the season. Um they yep. still return Kyle Walker, Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez. Uh, yep. I think that in the center of the park, they're going to miss uh, Silva. But at the same time, you still have the other Silva, uh, yeah. KDB, Rodri, Fernandinho is coming back. Yep. They're, um, and they're not done in the transfer window, so yep, you know yep. more is coming. Exactly. So, yep. And I think that Pep, not, not great, I think there's a lot of pep pressure on Pep this season. There's a ton of pressure mm-hmm. on him this season. Yeah. So you want to move on to That's Criminal? Let's do it. All right. Which which topic do you want to start with? All right. I have to I have to start, you know, because I think the our second topic will be actually be quite comical. Uh, but I got to like yeah. like PSG. They mm-hmm. in my opinion they laid a dud in the final. This was what the ownership uh, at PSG have been waiting for. Um, the, the, their path to the UCL was paved with a single elimination format this season and they laid a dud. Yeah. So, 
337 million euro wage bill, the FIFA Fair Play poster child going back to that 225 million dollar transfer for Neymar from Barcelona years ago. Neymar's on 36 uh, a year, Di Maria 13, Mbappe 18, RB Leipzig's entire roster is 55 million euros a season. They went into the final thinking that their pace would be able to uh, like beat the high press of Bayern. They were outplayed, they were out-tacticked, they were outclassed. Mbappe wasted chances. Carer, as we said, torched by Coman. Marquinhos, Herrera, who did have a good game in Paredes, couldn't take control of the game. Bayern still bossed the ball. Neymar had his flashes of brilliance, but disappeared during massive portions of the second half. The wage bill, the talent on the roster, they should have no excuses. And I'm not certain that they can, with how the other squads have strengthened across Europe, I don't think they're making it back next season. They're losing Thiago Silva, um, you know, and, and PSG is going to reload, but I think that they're going to have to be happy winning League One this next season. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, my That's Criminal topic is uh, the, the fan favorite, which is Harry Maguire. I think... Uh, Slabhead, what are uh, you doing? Slab. We, we can't have a podcast and, and, and pride ourselves as Manchester United fans and not talk about this. So, Maguire uh, arrested in Greece for aggravated assault, bribery for uh, on multiple counts of bribery, uh, and resisting arrest. Uh, just today, he was found guilty, given a 21-month uh, suspended sentence. 21-month and 10-day suspended sentence. Um, the, the, the story in general is, is crazier the more you hear about it. As, as I understand it, he's out with his brother and sister and friends. The sister gets stabbed by two Albanian bros with a needle and passes out. Harry and his brother confront them. Plainclothes officers who are there uh, to try to de-escalate, try to basically beat the heck out of Maguire, apparently telling him you know, that they're going to end his career by kicking him in the leg. Uh, he basically you know, gets in a fight with these, these officers that he doesn't even know are policemen, apparently. He gets asked to be transported to a hospital, but instead they bring him to a jail, uh, jail where they won't tell him where his sister is. And he pleads to let him out and supposedly says that he's going to pay them uh, to get out of jail. This is literally criminal. Uh, it's, it's, it's literally <laughs> criminal, which is unbelievable. I mean, the, the, and, and what's even more criminal is, is the whole proceedings, right? I mean, the trial happens in like two days. The facts came out hours before the trial. There was no jury. There were no defendants uh, there. Only the policeman and Harry's lawyer were there to talk to a judge who made the final verdict. And Harry's lawyer also commented all of these things and said, look, yeah. I literally had two hours to yeah. prepare or something like Th- that. This screams of some type of racket or some type of corruption. I mean, they they, be- they basically, you know, are all the cops have the same exact story, telling the same weird way of saying that he would pay them that no one would ever say if they spoke English. I mean, you're basically looking at two potential human sex traffickers, policemen who are in on it. They tell a story that sounds nothing like what a real person would say to the police, and then they have some bogus trial that ends without any delay, you know, faster than anything I've ever seen. So the whole thing is literally criminal on multiple ways. I mean, Harry being now a criminal, but also this is throws shade with corruption. I, I cannot believe what's happening right now. Um, but it does, it does beg the question, as a Manchester United fan, Jason, do you strip him of his captaincy and if so who is now your captain is it bruno or is it pog back who's looking at signing a new deal you know i think that it's an extremely like you know not not honestly i think that even captain or not captain i'd expect to get the best out of a player like harry Maguire on my team that being said um if it is not harry which you know is to the discretion of of, of Oli, i think that it could be de gea okay Interesting. I think it could be De Gea, um, and I think who's already been stripped. 
who's already been stripped of the of the band. I think it could be De Gea, unless there's a goalkeeping battle with Dean Henderson this off season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, or I think they'd have to be most comfortable with Pogba. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be Bruno or Pogba. Could be Lindelof. I think Lindelof, you know, he commands the line as well. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'd be upset with that. It depends on what we do in the transfer window because yeah. Lindelof might be the first one to go. But I think sure. if I'm thinking about a guaranteed starter, yeah. Um, I don't want the burden. I don't want anything more on Bruno's plate right now. Let's let's go let the man play. Yeah, love it. Literally criminal. Literally, Literally criminal. criminal. <laughs> All right, we're here at the full three points. Our final three ta- thoughts on uh, yep. some pre-prepared topics. The first is the the UCL uh, the the group stage. There was a lot of interest in the single elimination format this season, and yep. the question is. Do you see the Champions League and UEFA making drastic changes uh, yeah. in order to respond to the uh, what they're hearing from the fans? Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. Uh, I think it's if anything, it's taking away games from the fans. It's 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 one game now instead of getting two. You're not getting a home and away game, so now you're playing it's dollar dollar bills, ground. y'all, man. Yeah, it's a TV contracts. Yeah. It's the games. Like I, I think it's I, a bad move. What, now, one thing I did think of was what if they only. Uh, perform single elimination for the semifinals and the finals, and they organized a mini tournament where fans could travel, and it was at a single and it was at a centralized site, and they did that every year. That could be yeah. a way to offset some of the revenue loss, and I think single elimination would maybe be more appropriate for the semis, um, mm-hmm. and obviously the finals are already single elimination, but nah, I like home and away. I think yeah. that it's unique to the sport um, and to the Champions League, and I. Yep. I don't think that I even want it to change. Yeah, I think the only change I would make is I'd love to see still playing home and away, but get rid of the away goals rule and let them play extra time. I, I would love to see that. I would agree that that would certainly uh, that would factor in, you know, some of the the, the the differences in environments from a big team to a small team if the away if the way yep. away goals rule is eliminated. Yep, for sure. Topic number two, mm-hmm. United. What's the most important bit of business that they need to get done from now until the end of the transfer window? I'm going to come up with a hot take here, and I'm going to say kind of what you talked about a minute ago, which is I think they need to figure out their goalkeeping situation, right? they got Romero, who has been fine playing second fiddle. They've got Dean Henderson, who they didn't reloan, and now Sheffield has picked up their own starting keeper going forward. And and you've got David De Gea, who... Who who knows you know where everybody's at on that? I mean, I'm I'm still a huge David De Gea fan. I think he should be our starting goalkeeper, but not everyone agrees with that. So I think that's your number one. You got to figure out number two. You got to figure out is I think I think you need to solve this center defensive mid problem. I don't think we have a real center defensive mid. And I think if you want to say it's Matic, you still need to find an answer because he's what thirty something now, thirty three, thirty four. So you know I think that's the two things we got to solve. I think that other stuff, the center back, yeah, it's important. Um, the, the left back is probably a big one. A lot of people will talk about too. I, I, I do think if Shaw stays healthy, that he's fine. I think Williams is a fine, you know, backup to play in those games, like a Fulham or a Crystal Palace. And then the, the right wing, obviously everyone talks about, but less concern. I think Greenwood looks dangerous. I think we have Odeon again, uh, this year to back up Martial and Martial can play any of those positions. So I'm going, got to figure out keeper, got to figure out uh, center defensive man. I'm going. Uh, I'm going with goals. I think that I'm not comfortable with pressure on so much pressure on three of our players, four of our players for that matter. Once you obviously mm-hmm. include Greenwood, so if you think about it, it's a Greenwood, Martial, Rashford, who you know obviously had a little bit of regression at the last at the end of the last season, and Bruno yep. to carry the weight. Let us not forget that Bruno scored 14 penalty kicks for us into the year 2020. Yeah. Converted all of them. 
if anything happened to Bruno, where would the goals come from? So for me, I'm thinking I need goals. So I'm 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 thinking someone like uh, like I do think someone like a Douglas Costa would provide like a good value pick. I've also heard some grumblings about bringing Memphis back, which I would take Memphis back with open arms. Oh boy, yeah, he's looked really good as of late. I think that my second pick is the center of the park and in in that center defensive midfield spot. I'd love to see us go after a Donnie Van de Beek, who I think yeah. for the right price is going to be available from Ajax, a young. Somebody who you know can play now, but still has upside to be a potential star. I put McTominay in that category, but I still think that he's two years away from really hitting his stride yep. in in terms of like the raw talent that he exhibits when he plays. Uh, so, I'm I'm I think that I would just like to see some reinforcements there, because I I think that Matic and Fred have have their place, but for me, don't have the quality for the Champions League once you get into those big group stage games and obviously the knockout rounds. Yeah. Last topic. Last Last topic. First EPL manager sacked. Yeah, I think I showed my hand here a little bit earlier. So I picked two. Um, I hope you're, uh, you will accept my two offers. Here. I will accept that you cannot choose. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think it's Jose and I, I'm going to tell you why I think, uh, they had a, a piss poor season last year. They, what are they in? They're, they're in the Europa League this year, right? Correct. So, so they have to play on Thursdays. So they have to play on Thursdays. I think they come out slow and I think that they start maybe kind of like they did this year, right? In that 10th, 11th, 12th area. And I think he gets sacked. I don't think that they have any time to waste. I think they think, Tottenham and their board, I think they think that they should be challenging for titles when we all know that they're miles away, right? And I think that's where the breakdown is going to happen. I, I, I don't see him, I, I don't know that he can't get them to that top, you know, four, top five, top six, like we were talking about earlier, but I think he starts slow and I don't think they give him a chance. I think that they're going to let him have a chance only because of his wages and that there's no one else that they could get in his place. The mo- Daniel Levy is just crying in his sleep right now from the money they poured into that stadium, which will have no supporters to start the season. So yeah. they might not be able to find anything better. We all know that Moo is good for a good blow-up, so I think that that's... I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility, but I don't think he'll be the first. Okay. Who do you have? Who do you have? Roy Hodgson for Crystal Palace. Roy Hodgson. Interesting. You know, you talked before about about Zaha being shopped, right? So PSG, Dortmund, and Monaco are on the prowl. No reinforcements are being brought in. And why I think... So Roy Hodgson, he just... To me, he just looks like getting the sack. If you remember back in 2017, Crystal Palace lost their first five games and sacked Frank DeBoer after his first five games in charge, the five games that he lost. Crystal Palace and the board have have shown that they can do it. And I think that Roy Hodgson's got a track record of being sacked and then ending up somewhere else. Roy Hodgson gets sacked, maybe ends up as the coach of West Ham at the end of the season after our boy David Moyes gets sacked. Who is my other choice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I think West Ham is the exact same team as Crystal <laughs> Palace in terms of they, they love going through they love going through managers. David Moyes loves going to multiple teams. I see him as kind of my safer pick probably than Mo. I, I think Moe's gonna go first. Uh, or or is gonna go. I don't know if he's gonna be the first. I think Moyes is probably my, my safer bet, my realistic pick. Um, for the, all those same reasons. I, I, I think they start slow as well. I think they've spent a lot of money on players who, in my opinion, are, are good, but probably a little bit past their prime. So they're thinking that they should be in that, you know, seventh, eighth, maybe sixth spot, maybe. Uh, and I think they'll be in 17th, 16th, and I think he'll get sacked early. 
I think that if we think about Jose Mourinho, Roy Hodgson, and David Moyes, <laughs> they all look like they're getting the sack at any given point yep. in time these last this three seasons. This is true. All right, all right, people. So that that's it? that. That's the end of the pod. You're 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 going elk hunting. I'm going elk hunting. Yes, I'll be gone uh, all next week, starting Friday. So you're driving west, starting on yep, Friday. I, hours. I am driving 25 hours southeast down to South Florida traversing this hurricane that's apparently yeah. going to just you know uh, unfortunately just wreak havoc within the gulf coast but uh you know i'm gonna obviously be uh, have having my eyes peeled so be safe yeah you uh, too. thanks you man too. and uh we'll probably get our next pod scheduled at some point within uh mid-september and i'm, I'm probably thinking that it will be an epl like uh, week one uh, yeah. uh review which maybe a live maybe a live one Ooh, during a game maybe a live one I'd because like i have not watched live football with another human being in a while <laughs> <laughs> love it love it all right everybody stay all safe right. out there right foot shot and that is arrowed underneath the crossbar that's a stupendous goal he's not shy of shooting from oh. the range and you can see why that is sensational 15 minutes gone a phenomenal goal